Hello and welcome to the Rogers Brief. I'm Adam Rogers. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Now it was a, a shorter day again with the Mass Casualty Commission here on day seven. There were uh, less than two hours uh, total worth of uh, proceeding time today. Uh, so the video may be a little short too, uh, but uh, if you're looking for something a little longer, I did a, a podcast last night. Well, it starts on YouTube as a live YouTube feed and is saved as a video, but then made into a podcast with uh, Jordan Bonaparte from uh, Nighttime Podcast. And we get into a lot of the details summarizing the first six days and uh, just, you know, some comments on um, the the presentation and uh, some of the evidence that's come forth so far. So if you're interested in sort of a deeper dive into things, that's a good place to go. Uh, for today, today was uh, dedicated to continuing the process that had begun Thursday of the various participants uh, getting up before the commissioners and making submissions as to why particular police officers uh, should be called as witnesses. So uh, that was uh, completed today. There was some discussion still of uh, sort of frontline officers, including a request for a 911 operator uh, to be called. Uh, Joshua Bryson uh, made that request, uh, the 911 operator uh, could hear, and we could hear, uh, if you've heard the 911 tape, gunshots uh, over the uh, 911 call, and it's not clear whether those were uh, conveyed uh, to anyone else at that time. So we want the 911 operator in. And then also some of the supervisors, Staff Sergeants uh, Halliday, McCollum, Rayhill, West, and O'Brien, uh, to be called in their role as supervisors and uh, what they knew and said and did uh, and as well uh, Corporal Mills was named. Corporal Mills was the uh, emergency response team, the ERT team uh, commander. That's sort of the equivalent of a SWAT team uh, for Canadian uh, policing. So it was, uh, it was interesting uh, uh, Chief Justice McDonald said for the supervisors it really wasn't a question as to whether they would be called to give testimony but uh, when that would take place so uh, that was that was sort of an interesting comment from the Chief Justice with the other officers the question is still very much uh, open as to whether uh, they will come and testify and of course the um, lawyers for the federal government and the National Federation of Police, Police Federation, uh, made submissions saying that uh, none of these officers are required, that they've given statements already, and that those are thorough statements upon which the Commission can rely uh, for the totality of their evidence. So um, we'll see, uh, of course, how that unfolds. Another uh, witness that was requested, uh, and this was an interesting exchange, uh, Tara Miller uh, from MDW Law who represents the uh, family of Aaron Tuck and Kristen Beaton, asked for uh, Sean Conlog uh, to be called as a witness. Mr. Conlog, you may recall, was uh, one of the two Maine residents, residents of Maine, that were on these FaceTime calls with uh, the perpetrator and Miss Banfield just hours prior to uh, the rampage starting. About four hours prior to there was a 24-minute long uh, FaceTime call between uh, Wartman, Banfield, and this Sean Conlog. And it sort of raises a, an issue as, okay, so there's statements provided, he spoke to the FBI, 
and gave a statement, but as Ms. Miller relays, in that statement there's really no discussion as to the content of that 24-minute call. And for something that happened, I mean, he was one of the last people to speak with uh, Gabriel Wartman before he went off on this killing spree, and so certainly the content of the conversation would seem to be something uh, worth, worth exploring. But, you know, when you think, oh, well, they've all given statements and they're thorough statements, well, in this case, uh, Conlog was not asked about the content of that call, which uh, seems peculiar. But uh, anyway, so just uh, something to be on the watch for. So the, another interesting that, thing that came up, uh, Sandra McCullough from Patterson Law said, uh, just in terms of dealing with the supervisor uh, positions, that they would have... They shouldn't be treated the same as the frontline officers who would have experienced the traumatic uh, events in a very direct fashion, as opposed to the supervisors who were either over the radio or over the phone or at, at a distance. And the federal government lawyer and the lawyer for the National uh, Police Federation took great umbrage at that suggestion. Uh, they were very, they took offense manufactured offense, uh, one might say, watching uh, the two of them, but uh, they expressed offense in any event uh, that there would be any distinction uh, attempted to be made between the trauma experienced by supervisors versus, uh, you know, frontline officers. And they even took offense with the terminology frontline, suggesting, of course, that anywhere in the situation, amid the situation, might be considered the frontline uh, for purposes of, I guess, identifying trauma. So we'll see how that gets treated by the commissioners. Based on the way they uh, refuse to hear the expert witness or the proposed expert witness on a blanket exclusion of police witnesses last week, I kind of doubt that the commissioners are inclined to make any kind of sweeping statements about the trauma that may have been experienced by uh, the officers. I think they'll look at that as uh, on an individual basis. And like I say, Commissioner McDonald noted that it would be a question of when, not whether, these supervisors would be testifying. Which is another issue that uh, Ms. McCullough brought up, I thought uh, very wisely as well, which was, well, you know, if there's a, another foundational document coming, we've heard the foundational document about the early, you know, early day, early sort of minutes and an hour in Portapic. Uh, we're going to hear about the overnight hours and so on. And there's also a command decision narrative foundational document coming up, you know, RCMP command decision narrative. And so the commissioners say, well, at that time, these uh, staff sergeants and, and corporals will be testifying. But Ms. McCullough, I think, correctly points out, well, you know, we'll be further into the narrative at that point, And, you know, will the parties be able to ask questions and come back to in, you know, in the timeline? and ask questions about earlier documents, or would they be confined to the sort of four corners of whatever document gets produced about the command decision narrative? Uh, so a fair question, and um, you know, it really brings into play the, the sort of narrative flow of all this. You know, if you start jumping all over the place, it can be uh, difficult for some to follow, members of the public at least. So we'll watch for that when, uh, when uh, things continue. Now, uh, Chief Justice McDonald noted that they would be trying to get the uh, decisions on witnesses done very quickly, as soon as possible. He said, I kind of doubt that will be Wednesday when the uh, 
commission hearings uh, resume. The plan for Wednesday now is for uh, Commission Counsel Roger Burrell, who we've seen uh, present the foundational documents already, present a foundational document about the overnight hours where uh, the perpetrator spent some time in DeBert and traveling around uh, that area of the, of the county. And then after that, uh, which is expected to be a short presentation, sounds like maybe an hour or two, uh, then the parties will have an opportunity to stand up and say, well, here are some of the gaps uh, we've identified in that presentation or other witnesses that should be brought in to um, you know, add to it in some manner. So we'll hear of all of that on Wednesday and uh, I'll be here to report on it afterwards. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, during the day as well for some commentary and, uh, and for to get links to all of the videos and blog pieces that I post at uh, Adam Rogers NS. All right, so until uh, Wednesday, uh, that's the analysis for today, day seven of the Mass Casualty Commission hearings. Uh, you know, a, a brief day uh, dealing with whether police officers should testify and if so, when. So. That's all for now, and so we'll uh, see you next time.